Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thursday, November 30th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Great show for you today. Lots of news going on. Everybody just hang on. We are going to be in okay shape. How would you feel if you were to receive a box of Omaha steaks? And I can tell you this. You want these. They send us some uh, some product. It was incredible. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shopping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide plus use. Use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout to get that extra $3 off your order. Minimum order may be required, but if you do the math there, you buy $200 worth of steaks, you pay $70. Now that is an incredible deal. Also an incredible deal, having Bill Curlick and Mark Porter here to spend the morning with us. We almost did an hour on Tuesday. That was a record, and yet there is more to discuss. Gentlemen, as we were planning out the show last night, and I was doing my notes, got the news that Justin Scott, Chicago native, had flipped from Ohio State to Miami, one of the top-rated defensive tackles in the country. Bill, what the heck happened? Well, uh, I think the obvious thing is you look at the commitment tweet and you see uh, a pile of cash in the commitment tweet and you have dollar bills flying everywhere in the, in the, in the uh, commitment to Miami tweet. So I think that's a little uh, uh, tip, (laughs) not even a tip. It's like a sledgehammer. Um, It's the NIL world. And I'm not saying that is absolutely only factor there, but obviously this is the world of the NIL. Um, I'll go back though. When he committed to Ohio state, uh, it surprised almost everybody. Um, in fact, I would say it surprised just, you know, it, it was a it was a big surprise. I know Notre Dame felt they were getting Justin Scott. The people in Notre Dame, Michigan news. felt yep. they were getting him. Um, Miami, they, they felt pretty good. But then all of a sudden, he commits to Ohio State. And uh, from what I, you know, uh, could tell is that uh, the family may not have been 
totally all on board with uh, with what Justin Scott wanted to do. Um, that maybe Justin Scott actually uh, uh, wasn't totally set on what he wanted to do, and the family wasn't. There was a lot of uh, angst or uh, disagreement, I would say, to a lesser extent. And then you throw in the NIL and what they, uh, what we have heard that that was being offered, and you saw what happened last night. Does this add to your concern when it says that, that uh, Miami, and we will have more on Justin Scott's flip in the boarding house for those of you who need to get on the site today. There's also talk that they're going after Jeremiah Smith and Jordan Lyle, also committed to Ohio State, Florida natives. Have you heard anything on that front? Well, Jordan Lyle, they've been going after Jordan Lyle for quite some time, and they have continued to work hard on him. Um, Jeremiah Smith, obviously, he's getting courted hard by Miami and Florida state. Most, most of the talk right now is Florida state. Um, a lot because of what they have done with wide receivers while Ohio state is, is and Brian Hartline's recruiting has been incredible. And what uh, has been done with the wide receivers at Ohio state, Miami, or I should say Florida state is doing pretty well in that realm too. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's a time where, you know, you kind of hold on. Today is the last day before college coaches can go out on the road again. They can go out on the road December 1st. So the high state coaches can get back out on the road starting tomorrow on Friday. Um, and hopefully they can, um, you know, stem some of all this talk of what's going on as far as NIL deals and players flipping and all. But uh We've talked about this before, you know, kids right now, it's not even, the portal is not even open yet as an example of what's going on. It's not even open yet. It doesn't open till Monday yet. We're seeing, we say, saw a kid yesterday announced that he had flipped a kid in the portal announced that he has flipped to another school and the portal's not even open yet. Um, the case of Thor Griffin is a little different. He's the defensive lineman from Harvard. Um, you know, he is at Harvard. So that's an FCS school. And um, that's a little different. Coaches can offer him scholarships and that type of thing, because that's not a division one uh, school. It's FCS school. But when kids that um, are flipping, through portal kids and the portal's not even open. <laughs> it's hold on to your uh, seat time. Yeah. I'm not sure what this dude is doing. He's got, I just seen Justin Scott flip. I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, let's not all lose our shit here and uh, let's keep it together. Otherwise uh, we'll be going the way of the Dodo. Mark, you said before the show, you think this is just a sign of the times. Yeah, it's been a slow roll for the last year to what we hoped wasn't coming until the reality of what is here. Um, I think we liked it more when kids would commit because of what Ohio State had to offer academically, what they had to offer facilities, what they had to offer from coaching staff and ability to get to the NFL. And those were all the battle cries, uh, the stability. Now it's simply how much. And that, that's a real scary thing because it's going to shift the balance of power you know there's there's only 32 first round picks what if the nfl said hey whoever wants the first round pick bid the most and you get it bid the most and then the second guy who bids the second most gets the second round pick um that's the system we're in right now where the, the guys that want to pay the most and the players we're going to go over this a bunch they're not worth it there's going to be guys that are overpaid for as freshmen and We've discussed this. It's going to create and it's going to upset the hierarchy of football teams and the starters and kids coming in, getting paid more than starters. And, you know, it's, it's really going to be a tricky sea for these coaches to navigate. Uh, but at the end of the day, blows like this are going to become more common. And I think we need to learn to roll with these punches. And I think that we need to know that there are other great players out there. And it still is once you get the players about development. It's still about bringing them into the program and your culture and your schemes and stuff like that. And 
forever first round picks have been coming from other places than Ohio State. So no player is the end all be all. Um, so it, it's not doom and gloom when we lose a player, but we're going to have to fight these battles where you're going to start seeing us pick other people's players off with money. And I think it's, you know, not to get into the next you know steps of this, but every team's going to have a salary cap. And what drives me nuts is we don't know what Miami salary cap is. We don't know what Ohio state salary cap is. We assume we have a lot of money, uh, but where does that money end? And it's going to be about asset allocation. Where are you going to spend your money and your salary cap? And each NFL team has a big breakdown, a pie chart on how much their quarterback costs, how much their defensive ends, how much they want to spend on their secondary, uh, secondary. And these staff sit there and say, how are we going to build our franchise and build our pie chart? What positions do we like? And if, if you follow football, the strategy in the NFL has been get a rookie quarterback, don't pay him for three or four years, save $25 million a year for three or four years, and build up other parts of your team and spend that money other places. Those types of strategies are going to be, I think, the future of what we're talking about on how we're going to land players and spend money and stuff like that. So this this is the new landscape. Uh, I, want to, I want to add something too, Dan. Ohio State has a talented roster. So to keep that talented roster intact for the most part, you've got to spend a lot of money right there on the talented roster. Um Remember a year ago, we were all talking about, is Marvin Harrison going to leave? Is USC going to lure him out there with bigger money? Is Dallin Hayden going to leave for Tennessee? Is this, you know, highest state has to spend a good amount of money just to keep their roster intact. And so do other schools. Um, then, you know, like Mark said, you've got to allocate, you know, what is your preferences? Nobody has an endless supply of money. Now, some have more than others, but, you know, nobody has an absolute endless supply of money that they can spend on players. And you've got to make choices and you've got to decide where you want to spend their money. I know Ohio State did a good job I uh, last year of, of – keeping the players at Ohio State that they really wanted to keep at Ohio State, and that takes money. In, in the way, it might not be a salary cap. It may be more like a political campaign where after the Ohio State loses to Michigan, you email all the followers and say, hey, we need money if you don't want this to happen again, and your salary cap gets a bump. And it's a constant grind of, hey, there's this left tackle. We see you guys all like him on the message boards. How about some money? or to the big donors, but I think that's where we're at, where this salary cap or this allocation every year is going to be never-ending, and we're going to have a never-ending problem of like almost like a spoiled kid. I want that one. I want that one. Uh, like Willy Wonka in the candy store. I want it all, Daddy. Uh, give me each player I see, and let's spend on it. And I think there's the, – the, you look into the future, when do you wear out your followers and your fans with – we keep spending all this money. We need to see the results on the field. Okay, I got three quick points to make here to kind of settle things down, I hope, a little bit. One, the sky is not falling. Okay, let's be realistic here. The team is 11-1. and one. They lost on the road by six. Now, I'm not going into the – this is a more of a national perspective here as we're trying to assemble a reasonable outlook here. They lost on the road at the number two ranked team by less than a touchdown had the ball to score right now. That's the number one loss in the United States. You're undefeated with the number one loss. You still can get in the playoff with some help. Um, you have the number two rated recruiting class. Last time I checked, I got to see if the Justin Scott thing affected it. And you'll probably end up with the number two class or number three class. You're going to have guys drafted high in the draft. If you went and asked, uh, someone from the University of uh, Utah, for example, what they thought of Ohio State and heard all our complaining, they would make fun of us for the complaining. So I get that uh, the emperor has no clothes, but we need to dial it back just a little bit. Secondly, Alabama has had to go into the, there's been complaints on here about Texas and Alabama. Alabama had to go into the transfer portal to get one of our receivers. Their best receiver this year was a transfer from Georgia. Everybody goes through this. It's not just us. 
The only school not going through this right now is Georgia that I can see. And that's because if you go look at the Georgia high school football output, they're just getting an overflow of elite players from their own state. Okay. The reason Ohio state has an advantage over the rest of teams in the big 10 is simple. Ohio produces more better, uh, better players than any other state. So that's, I mean, that's going to change now that Cali's involved, et cetera. But so we need to dial it back. I think a little bit for that. Um, and then we always have this stuff happen. You know, we've always had guys flip and major ones. Why? If it's for money and stuff like that, that's not going to, I don't think that changes all that much. Because here's the thing, and this is the, what people have to understand. Ohio State is not going, currently set up, and Bill, you disagree with me here, please, if I'm wrong. Ohio State is not paying guys on the way in what some of the other major powers are paying them. Philosophically, like Bill was saying, they prefer to pay you once you produce here. Now, I don't know how that applies to transfers. Theoretically, you could you could combine the two theories right there because the guy's produced. But you can't pay a receiver coming in more money than you're going to pay Marvin Harrison. That doesn't make any sense. And that's what these other schools are doing. What school crushed recruiting the very second NIL got announced bill do you know you know it's texas a&m, texas A&M. right it, yep. it doesn't work so i realize for uh, headline grabbing and such it definitely drives interest but if you actually look at what has happened look who the teams are that are playing still nothing's changed nothing has really changed um, michigan didn't get here via the nil did they so I, I that this is just kind of like uh, harsh reactionary stuff in a week where we lost to Michigan. Um, the recruiting class is still excellent. Um, losing Justin Scott's huge, but I mean, Thor Griffin or whatever, a veteran transfer portal guy who's 23 years old is going to be a better defensive tackle year one than an 18 year old Mark. Am I wrong about that? Um, I would not, yeah, I would not argue with that at all because of the development and obviously. Coming from Harvard, you know, he's going to assimilate pretty quick. Yeah. And also, when people are worried about these Ivy League guys leaving school, that's not what's happening. Those guys actually graduate on time and have a COVID year to play with, all of them. If you went and looked at the transfer portal, and you can go to 24-7 Sports, hit transfer portal, and hit latest transfers, and it updates in real time. You can look at it. Every kid from the Ivy League who ever made a tackle is in there right now. That has nothing to do with it. So, um, also, piggybacking on that, Dan, first of all, Ohio State is still number two in the country with their recruiting class, and there's every reason to believe they're going to finish number two, three, four, right in that right in that area. Um, obviously, you would love to have kept Justin Scott, but do they get Amaris Williams? I still think I still like where they're at with him. We'll see if they get him or not, but I like where they're at with him. Will they get Carlin Jones? I would certainly not bet against that. It's very, very, very possible. Uh, Ernest Willer is coming in for an official visit December 8th. So there are other guys. Mark Pantone and his staff do as good a job as anybody or better than anybody uh, at giving themselves other options and just navigating the recruiting landscape of things. It's the reason why Ohio state has recruited so, so well, and they will continue to do that. But as I mentioned, you've got, you know, it's not an endless bottom endless pit of money. You've got to figure out where your resources at. And I totally agree with their uh, philosophy, as as you talk about, Dan, they're going to pay the guys the money that have been here and produced first. And I think that's the, the most logical, smartest way to do it is keep your great players at Ohio State, bring in more players, and as they become great players, you pay them more and more money. Did anybody watch Miami's season this year? Did anybody watch the Georgia Tech game? If you see guys leaving Ohio State to go to there, they're not making a football decision. There's there's not a track record 
At uh, for example, Jeremiah Smith is considering Florida State to play wide receiver. Total number of Florida State wide receivers in the NFL right now. Anybody? <laughs> Zero. Come on, man. Let's call it straight here. If you got people who don't have a lot of money, um, I don't know anybody's financial background, and they're willing to kick the money out, you're going to lose some dudes. The dudes who come to Ohio State, um, like Carnell Tate, for example. You don't think Carnell Tate got some offers? You don't think, uh, you know, Brendan Ennis got some offers? Come on, man. And and Uh, Carnell Tate knows that his biggest money is going to come in about two to three years um, after he uh, becomes a first-round draft choice in all likelihood uh, after being at Ohio State in their system and being developed by Brian Hartline, that's where Carnell Tate's biggest money is going to come. Love concurs all. I think he means conquers. I was told by Ryan Day, the truth is winning champions almighty dollar conquers all. Do you, do you oh. concur? Uh, I concur, but Michigan didn't do it that way. How are they up there? You have to see, uh, catch me if you can to understand the do you concur reference. Oh, I, oh, is that a joke? Yeah, it was a joke. See? Well, you'll, someone in the comments will have gotten that joke and appreciated it, I'm sure. Okay, I apologize <laughs> for not being up on my uh, inside jokes. Catch me um, if you can. Great, great uh, movie. I'll check it out. Okay, so this is this is what this is. Yeah. Justin took the short money. Um, look, Justin Scott could go to Miami and be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I apologize. That's my fault. Uh, Justin Scott could go there and be fantastic and get paid in the NFL, too. That's going to happen. But um, yeah, I, I don't I think, think – the I don't get the sense the NFL or any of these other uh, view Miami over Ohio State. Look at the guys who stick it out, man. Look at the Terry McLaurin's of the world and stuff. And I realize that's pre – um, pre-NIL, but come on now. Like, I, I see this NIL, and just while you're looking for another question, is the NFL has parity, but if, you know, players keep getting picked off the top, and it's 5, 10 a year or whatever, that could help bring a little more parity to college football. It's not going to take away from the top. Like you're saying, Ohio State and the same guys are always going to be in this final run, but they might not be three, four possessions better like they used to with the overflow of talents they had, they're, they're going to get picked off with these five stars a couple a year, I think. And it's kids who will simply say the short money over the long gain. I think that's going to be a theory or a theme that we repeat over and over ad nauseum. And also, while, while I think the NIL is very important, and I know it's very it, NIL is a factor in almost all recruitments. You know, it may be this factor with one kid and this factor with another, and but it's a factor pretty much in all recruitments. But it's not um, necessarily the bottom line for every kid. Um, I, I know um, a recruit in Ohio last year that had an NIL liaison that you had to meet with before you could meet with him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before you would ever discuss anything with the recruit, the liaison would go say, okay, before he comes to your campus, we want to structure the deal for how much he gets to visit, what you're going to give him his first year, uh, how it's going to be structured. I mean, a real professional NFL agent type approach to you don't talk to the kid anymore, you talk to us. And, And we handle the icky stuff where he doesn't want to come in and ask you for 5,000 to visit. We'll do it for him. He doesn't want to ask you what everyone else is getting paid on your team. We're going to do it for him. And we're going to know what the average position he's at gets paid. We're going to know what the, like you're saying, quarterbacks are going for this. These NIL 
people who are going to represent these kids are going to turn into agents. And I think that's a new field that may be <laughs> popping up as we go along here. And you know what? Do you really want to have these kids, these 18-year-olds and their parents negotiating these NIL deals for hundreds of thousands of dollars with no adult in the room, meaning like a an, an attorney that would you know have your back? Hey, don't sign that deal. Like Quinours, you're not getting $6 million. You got to be there for four years, jump through nine hoops, go to 34 car dealerships, do all this other stuff to get that money and, and kind of stop these kids before they sign deals that they think, you know, like we think this kid got paid. Let's see the paper that it's written on and who's it signed by. Mm-hmm. Is there an attorney watching over this deal to make sure that this is a legit thing that you know, you are going to have these car dealerships come through with money and you are going to have these boosters on checks coming in at certain dates. And, you know, like this almost needs a, a professional attorney like structure for these kids or it's all just BS, you know, in some ways. Like, yeah, it's like an NFL contract when you think he's getting 50 million dollars. He ain't getting it. OK, I digress a little there, but well, that was great. That, that was great. Yeah, I think uh... the attorney game's coming. The oversight game for sure is here. And, and you like know what? That's just going to boost prices because they're going to want to set records with every player they represent, and they're going to – it's really going to get awful. <laughs> Bill can tell you this. Guys are getting $5,000 to visit. They also, there are – Make yourself there are 18 situ- years old again and think about that. Yeah. There are situations, too, where um, kids are worried about not not all of in fact probably not a, not a lot of them actually but there are kids that are worried about their star ratings because they realize in some situations schools are going to give them more money based on how many stars they have um again not you know high state doesn't worry about it. high state does their own evaluations they're not worried about that uh if they think a three star kid is a great great player that's a good fit they're going to take that kid but uh there are kids out there that are concerned about their star ratings because they feel like that will mean more money that they'll get on their nil deal college coach once told me i don't care about the star ratings but you know who does our alumni our alumni base their self-esteem off of what they think we're getting based on what the public tells them we're getting so yeah, they care about it, which means I kind of have to care about it. I kind of have to make sure we have a class with you know star ratings in it. So you know, it really this is this is going to be fun to talk about every week for the next twenty years. That's fair. I do not think that governs things at Ohio State, though. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think at Ohio State, I don't think that uh, any decision is made. This is just my opinion here. I don't think Larry Johnson or or Brian Hartline or Ryan Day adjusts their recruiting at all because of uh, star rating and stuff like that. Now, I do. I agree with you, Mark. There are teams that need to run the PR game on that. I just don't think Ohio State is one of them. Before we went I mean, further, how many, yeah, how many times we see Ohio State offer a three-star and not care that he's a three-star? I mean, we've seen that dozens, if not hundreds of times in the past 15 years. So. We know that they have a track record of not caring about star ratings. They, they absolutely do their own evaluations, yeah. and they take the kids they think are the best players uh, and fit their program best based on the Ohio State staff's evaluations, not on star ratings or anything else. Yeah, that, that's documented. Speaking of high star ratings, we are also brought today by Nuts.com. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch fudge and licorice. This is legit. This stuff is good. They sent us product. It was tremendous. This is the thing my kids actually want the most of, again, whereas mom and dad are more into the steaks. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts. Their wide selection means there's something for everyone. Quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships. So they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com backslash Bucknuts. That's Nuts.com backslash Bucknuts. That's a lot of fun. 
Speaking of players hitting the portal, there's a rumor out there uh, that Jim Knowles is looking at the Duke job. Bill, have you heard anything about that? Do you think that would be a good fit? Um, what's your vibe? Well, obviously, you know, we've we've had it. I think we had a story on our site about that, that uh, uh, that that's a possibility. Um, all I wouldn't say all, but most coaches aspire to get to the next level. Uh, the next level for a coordinator is a head coaching job. So in my mind, I can't fault Jim Knowles if he is looking to become a head coach, I can't fault him for that. I think that's a natural thing. Most, you know, if you're an assistant coach, you aspire to be a coordinator. If you're a coordinator, you aspire to be a head coach. So, you know, I, I, I guess uh, what I'm saying is that uh, uh, you can't fault Jim Knowles if, if he is aspiring to be a head coach. That is what most coaches in the business, you aspire, you aspire to move up. Some very other interesting names there in the mix. I'm not sure he's the leader. Uh, Curtis Signetti, or Signetti, who's the guy at James Madison, and then Greg Grubb, uh, who's at uh, – I think it's Grubb. Greg Grubb, who's the offensive coordinator at Michigan. So we will keep an eye on that. Um, that's happened before here. We've had guys pop off to become head coaches and defensive coordinators go to become head coaches very quickly. That's one and- of the benefits of being at Ohio State. <laughs> uh, Kevin Wilson is now the head coach at – Tulsa, um, you know, Jeff Halfley. Yep. Jeff Halfley's head coach at Boston college. That's one of the high state has a lot of things going for it. And that's one of the things that has going for it. If you are at Ohio state and you're an assistant, you're going to have a chance to get a coordinator job. If not at Ohio state somewhere else, if you're a coordinator, at Ohio state, you can possibly move up to a head coach. If not at Ohio state somewhere else. You know, and you one see of the big benefits of being at the Ohio State. It's the it's the biggest stage there is. Uh, we lost defensive coordinator last time, and we went out and got Knowles because he was the best defensive coordinator in the country at the time. I would not be worried about replacing someone, just like what Bill said. Uh, and Mark can speak to this. Coaches want to coach at Ohio State. It's considered an incredible opportunity, Mark. Is that accurate? Can we get some positivity going in here? Yeah, and I think – most head coaches, I'm not speaking for a coach today, when they bring guys in like that, that's kind of the sell job they tell those guys. Hey, come here and, and do a great job. And guess what? You could be sitting in my shoes someday, you know, and, and maybe even in my job. And, and that's the allure of this. And, you know, knowing coaches the way I do, a lot of them are alpha males where they're the guy up at 430 in the morning and they're out working their opponent and they're doing that full well knowing that that's what it's going to take to be the head guy someday. And they all aspire to that job. And if they tell you any different, they're, they're probably lying. I mean, the, the head coaching job is really a, appealing and a fun thing to do. So uh, hats off to all these guys. And I, I wouldn't be, I mean, this is par for our course. And I don't think it's a knock. I think it, the only thing I would say is it shows your hand to the rest of the staff that you'd be willing to leave. And, there's a, and when you come back and you don't get the job, that always makes for an awkward walk down the hallway the first day or so. Like, yeah, you're thinking about leaving us, huh? You know, like, okay, that's about all. And then you get over that pretty quickly. Sue, any truth to the rumor Freeman at Notre Dame is trying to poach Hartline? I heard he's a good friend of his, might offer big bucks and play calling right away. I don't see Brian Hartline leaving for anything but a head coaching job. Yeah, he's me. He has me believing that he bleeds scarlet and gray. Like it literally comes out of his skin, you know. So for him to go, that would be uh, a mercenary type feel to it where it was all about the money. I'm sure you're going to want to hear this, people. Ohio State added a flip of their own recently from Northwestern, Gabe Van Sickle. He's better than you think, and Mark's going to tell you why. Okay, so we we talk about O-line a lot in different styles. Uh, I put him in the bucket like Devontae Armstrong and Deontay Armstrong and Taylor Decker where he's an athlete first. He kind of gives you that tight end vibe where he's flat belly, comes off, runs his feet. Uh, a lot of his blocks, he's pushing guys 10, 15, 20 yards downfield. He, he doesn't give you the 
big lower half, big butt, big legs, you know, phone booth guard type thing. He's going to be a left tackle that can pass protect. Um, and, you know, I thought about some of the comments we made about the O-line. I, I made about the O-line the other day about, you know, different styles like tackles are good feet and guards are kind of guys without good feet and went into that whole thing. You got to remember Ohio State wants to run zone and to run the zone play you're reaching guys and, you know, football people know what I'm talking about, but you need feet and you can't be a big heavy footed, you know, top heavy lower half guy. And the you know, real easy comparison is Deontay and Devontae Armstrong were really good athletes. The linemen that were also considered to be great were Ben Roebuck in this class from St. Ed's and uh, Hamilton, you know, Luke Hamilton over at Avon. And those guys were considered the run graders that, Maybe they couldn't zone block because they were maybe a little not quite as athletic, but maybe they were more powerful. And, you know, because I saw some comments like, let's start taking the powerful guys. And it's, it's, it's not that simple. When you're theoretically going to be a zone team and, and that's what you want to do, you got to take linemen with feet and you got to take tight end type guys that can run or that zone play it doesn't work. Michigan runs a lot of double teams. They run a lot of down blocking schemes where they're, you know, pinning people and, Bigger guys with maybe that aren't as good athletes do well with those plays. Ohio State's been doing a lot of both recently, so they're kind of going both ways. But they're predominantly looking for pass protectors and guys that can zone block. And Gabe Van Sickle is that type of guy. So, you know, theoretically, we're not recruiting the the bottom-heavy, road-grader, thick-leg guys. We're recruiting athletes. Also, I want to – good for Gabe Sickle – this is a kid that's betting on himself. He um, originally committed to Northwestern, but he said that he wanted – I talked to his coach about this too. He wanted to play at the highest level of college football that he could play at. And once the opportunity came at Ohio State, you're not getting any, any higher level than Ohio State. Now, is the competition going to be uh, tougher for him at Ohio State? than at a Northwest? Of course it is. But he's betting on himself that he is good enough to do that. So good for Gabe Sickle. He's taking the challenge and coming to Ohio State. Um, one other thing I want to mention before the show gets to the hour point, and maybe we lose one person by then. I don't want to lose any person to this, is that tonight we've got Akron Hoban playing Maslin. And that is the game everybody's wanted to see all year in the Division Two state championship game um, at Can in Canton's Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, Mark and I are going to be talking about that game, watching it. Um, the game is on Spectrum News 1. It's also on the Ohio High School Athletic Association website if you want to pay $9.99 to do it. Mark and I are going to be watching that game. We're going to have a thread for it. We're going to be talking about uh, Eli Lee who is headed to Ohio State, the linebacker from 2025. We'll be talking about uh, Sam Greer, the offensive tackle, who is now playing again for Akron Hoban 2026. Uh, we'll be analyzing and talking about Elbert Hill, who I think is a tremendous cornerback, 2026 High State's offered. So uh, Buck Nutters, uh, we'll have a thread on our board. Mark and I will be watching that game and, and discussing it at all. So Hopefully you want to hang out with us and join in on that thread tonight. Yeah, you Ohioans with the cable package can get that. But if you're out of towners here, which is the majority of those who are checking in right now, like Bill said, you can go to the Ohio High School Athletic Association website and follow along with everybody else, and they'll be doing the game hang and uh, should be very interesting. Here's what else is 7 p.m. Here's what else is interesting. <clears throat> We're all putting out our theories <clears throat> on recruiting. And what it's like to get, you know, elite players. How about we get the opinion of someone who actually has a five-star child? Look who it is. The great Sanchez group checks in again. NIL is here to stay. This is Dietra Sanchez. Okay. These kids have to start looking at the bigger picture and parents guide your kids to make the best decision for the well-being, continued development, and their future. No one has a brighter future than her son by athleticism, by quality of competition, by offers. 
You don't think so. And they live in Texas where all that oil is. And somehow they're coming to Ohio State, Bill. I, I know that uh, Mark. one college recruit and their parents told me this is how the college they went to is handling it. Very upfront about the NIL. They said, it's almost like, here's, here's your folder on NIL. Your freshman year, this is what we're going to give you. Now, here are your incentives and a list of incentives for you to get more and how you will get the bigger money. And, and they're trying to do exactly what Ohio State's doing, saying, no, 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 with this upfront money. And, and we really want you. It doesn't mean we don't want to give you that money, but we're going to structure it like this. And they try to sell them on, hey, you're equal to the other freshmen coming in. You, you are going to get a taste. We're not going to make you go. We're not going to make you starve, but it's not going to be, you know, to your point, the, you know, we're not going to upset the apple cart on our team and start paying kids that haven't done anything yet. And, and very well said by Mrs. Sanchez yeah. there. Uh, the guidance of the parents in, the, in this day and age is just huge. And as she said, you got to look at the whole picture. And I'm sure that's what uh, uh, Devin and his mom and dad are doing. They're looking at the whole picture. And hopefully that means he ends up at Ohio State. We've, you know, we've got him, I've got him crystal ball to Ohio State. And Steve Wilfong does. And uh, one or two others do, I think. When he announces January 6th, Hopefully he ends up at Ohio State, and um, but either way, I can. It's obvious if you talk to Devin, and he's getting great guidance, and he is going to look at the whole picture. Uh, great. I, I might just paste that to this. I might not even put another message up there for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, that's fine, and I don't know if that's accurate. Um, that's a very high number. It, it, you know, there's some very mature parents out there that are actually parents, and there's parents that are friends of their kids. Yep. And I think that percentage is the percentage, you know, that you're going to worry about. Like, yeah, I wish we all had parents as mature as the one following this podcast. But, boy, I, I, I've i seen enough knuckleheads that that 80% oh number God. scares me. Uh, I, I hate that our, our poster Duffy could be right with a number like that, but Boy, the cynical Mark Porter's thinking. Phew. No, Mark, we could write a book. I mean, the three of us could get together here yeah. and tell you some of the crazy crap that we have seen, heard, or if you were a D one school, blow you away. Yeah, if you were a D one school in the North Pole and you offered someone enough money, a parent would send them there. I mean, it just there's there's some real. We we got to do a top ten parent you know thing that parents we've met in the past that you know people should know about. We can do that, but I got to be retired yeah. and um, like I need a, a lawyer next to me to go over all the information because some of it is just downright goofy. Um, fun to watch. Uh, all right. Let's take a couple more questions here and we will boogie. I get that uh, everybody is up in arms. I think what I was trying to get across here is that um, – this is a good point here. 70% of children are raised in single. I don't know if these stats are accurate. I'm regurgitating here. Yeah. And, and gonna, listen, five I mean, grand is a ton of money, man. Yeah. And if you've been in debt and you're hurting for money, uh, you know, sometimes that supersedes any beneficiary three years from now. Like we, we might not get to tomorrow if we don't make this decision. And then who do, who are we to ever judge people who are in that situation? I mean, the, the, we, we think everyone just wants money for a new iPhone and an Xbox. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's serious problems out there that money can solve for people. And that unfortunately is going to trump any recruiting pitch anybody has. There's some other stuff here, some complaints about the running game um, against Michigan, but I think we've, we've kind of covered that. So just to kind of see where we're at. Yeah. No doubt. Um, one, one thing I might add too is, um, Starting tomorrow, some big things are uh, happening. I mentioned coaches can go out on the road again starting tomorrow. That's big. That's important. Coaches get back out on the road to recruit. Um, Monday, the transfer portal opens officially, even though it's kind of open already, I guess you'd say. when, Like I said, when a kid commits to a school in the transfer portal, I guess you kind of say it's already open. But that officially opens on Monday. This year, it is going to be crazier than ever. Last year, the transfer portal was open for 45 days. 
This year, it's only open for 30 days. So you've lost, you know, by my math, uh, 33% of the time. So it's going to be condensed and even crazier than ever. You've got the early signing period right before Christmas uh, to, to be aware of. So there's going to be a whole lot of things happening on the recruiting front over the next month plus starting tomorrow. Ryan Straybull, are some of these kids just happy to get their money in college and have no dreams of NFL money? Maybe, but not the guys Ohio State is recruiting. Keep in mind, go look at who Ohio State recruits. They're usually the best player in the history of their town, and when they announce, they usually say they're coming for three years because they expect to leave early. Go ahead, Mark. And you know what? There's a lot of undrafted Buckeyes that we don't feature that are playing backups and secondary roles that they get their shot on an NFL roster. So that is – it's. It's an Ohio State thing where Google everybody it. comes here. Yeah, everybody comes here to, to have a shot at NFL. Google it. Google NFL players by college right now. And an ESPN. It, it, it's fair to say that if, if you want to play NFL football and you make it to your senior year, they're going to get you a shot on a 53 somewhere. Or, or that 120-man camp roster. You, you play here for four years, you can go get your shot on a camp roster. 100% chance. There's literally no variable involved there. Yeah. You're going to get a shot at the pros. Yeah. Just you, you by make one it four phone. or five years here, you're going to get your shot. Even, even, if, you, sure. even if you're not Without. a starter. Yeah. Look, when Terry McLaurin left here, his best thing at, he was a gunner on special teams. That was his best thing. He never, ever took the field as anything higher than the third receiver here. And he's a very, very rich man. So I can't. I can't think of the receiver, but I made a film for an Ohio State receiver that never really started at receiver that got uh, picked up by the Panthers last year. I I know an agent, and I can't think of his name right now. I'm sure the Bucknutters will send it to me, but he was our wide receiver four or five in a walk-on, and he was playing in the preseason for the Panthers. Just You know him, Bill. He played hoops at Kaufman, the little little slot guy that you know. Yeah, yep. Wide receiver? But to, to our point, yeah, to our point, that's you, you don't know, remember you, him, you Bill. Through here, and you're gonna get a shot. Can't think of the name right offhand. You knew his uh, dad, he, he was a really good basketball oh, uh, player. Uh, uh, Saunders, that's yeah. it. There you go, CJ Saunders. Saunders. Oh. Saunders. As soon as you said his dad, I yeah, his, his dad was the baseball coach at Kaufman. There I had been go. uh, Dublin, I had been the basketball coach, and uh, you know, had injuries. I his dad's retired now, yeah, injuries, stuff like that. Career never really blossomed. Had, Big-time talent at his position, you still get your shot in the NFL. I know we really digress to make that point. but Yes, uh, C.J. Saunders. Everyone, and at, everyone Saunders. at Ohio State goes to the NFL is just an easy blanket statement. His dad, Tim Saunders, I now I believe is now in the Ohio High School Baseball Coaching Hall of Fame. One of the best coaches and teachers I've ever been associated with. Yeah, Dublin Kaufman got a uh, – been some upheaval there recently. I'm sure there are people, if there are Kaufman people watching this, they know what I'm talking about, and I shan't be discussing it here. Let's leave it with Mrs. Sanchez. I'm grateful to be able to guide my son to make the right choice. Bill, don't cut off Mrs. Sanchez. Bill, don't cut off Mrs. Sanchez. It's about that relationship and the position the most important. Go ahead. Finish (laughs) it off, Bill. Um. If I if I was a betting person, and I'm not, but if I was, we know you're not. I would bet on Mark Pantone and his staff. I mean, he he and his staff do an incredible job, as you said, Dan. The sky is not falling. When all you would have loved to have kept Justin Scott, but when all is said and done. Ohio State, if they need to, will will we'll come up with more options, and they will do just fine. Uh, it is going to be another great Ohio State recruiting class, and once again, they will do uh, their job in the portal, and they will have a roster that is among the very, very best in the country. Okay. Here's what you need to do between now and the weekend. You need to root for. As it turns out, I don't think it matters who wins the Pac-12 championship, okay? I think the loser's out, the winner's in. You need Louisville to win. 
You need Oklahoma State to win. Anyone who thinks we're getting in over Texas if they win a game in our conference championship, conference champion with one loss, I don't see it. You need Georgia to beat Alabama. Am I missing any of these? Does anyone know? Does that sound right to you guys? You know, I, I have a conspiracy theory. I saw the Uh-oh. 19 million people <laughs> watch that uh, game on Fox and they did all the other numbers. It's the most watched college football game in the history of, you know, football, Ohio State, Michigan. I think those numbers speak to people behind the scenes more than anybody. And if Ohio State can just give them any reason to get in that four, they will get voted in, even if it screws another team, because what's this whole thing about the money? I mean, the biggest ratings ever for a football game, and you're going to give them a rematch in a college football championship? Cha-ching! You know, cha-ching for, you know, the whole kind. So, boy, there's a lot of people and a lot of dollar bills hoping that Ohio State can just give them a chance, give us an argument, you know. So we'll see. My I also want to say, can I say thank you to Mrs. Sanchez for uh, uh, giving a great – uh, view of what it's like for parents and how important they are in the recruiting process. And I think all three of us appreciate her uh, input. Yes. No question. Um, this is an interesting. If Oklahoma State plays Texas close, I don't think Texas jumps Ohio State. We shall see. Like I said, um, it would be really nice if Michigan just absolutely dismantled Iowa because Michigan's our loss is at Michigan. So believe it or not, you need Michigan to look as good as possible. And my prediction from the beginning of the year is still up. I predicted Ohio State would lose in the game and win over Michigan in the national championship. Now, I did not at the time know that uh, Connor Stallions was running roughshod over our uh, scouting, but still, because uh, I was incredulous and figured we'd lose, but it worked out. Okay. Anyone who wants an update on North Shore football, they play this weekend. That is Devin's team. She says they play. I got to find this right here. Saturday at 2 o'clock against a team they beat 42-21. So hopefully the Sanchez's will be in the victory circle this weekend as they head towards a huge decision. We appreciate all you guys stopping by. I know everyone's very emotional, and this was probably, for some of you, 50 minutes on the dot. Some think that might be a therapy session. Got to have 10 minutes where the people don't see each other in the waiting room. I digress. North Shore scored 61 out of Scotia. That's incredible. All right. We could be here all day. We'll be back on Tuesday. Let's hope that uh, Louisville, Georgia, Michigan, (laughs) Oklahoma State, get the job done. And then we will see you in the playoff, and who knows from there. Have a good one.